Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, everyone, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. Topic of our podcast today is Deadly Demons, the Possession of Michael Taylor. Michael Taylor was a young man who, back in 1974, apparently went through an exorcism and uh, ended up um, killing his wife and his puppy, Randy. Well, that's a P- oh, puppy killing, but we got another motherfucking puppy killer in here. I'm afraid so, Colonel. I hate these puppy killers. Um, I'd like to ever remind everyone we are a uh, we use adult language and adult humor. So if that offends you, then please check out one of the other fine podcasts out there, such as They Walk Among Us with our good friends Ben and Rosanna. It's a true crime podcast, number one podcast in Great Britain. So we check. Uh, we suggest you check them out. Uh, let me introduce our. The fam- other thing you can do to me is if it, if it offends you, you can. Just ask one of your friends to come over to your house and, and pull that stick out of your ass. <laughs> We'd like to introduce... That would be a good friend that did that. The very lovely, uh, a lady who's known as Brandy the Benevolent, Queen Brandy the First. How are you today, Brandy? I'm doing good, Timmy. How are you? I am uh, fair to Midland. Well, I can't ask for more than that. Well, you could. You can ask for good. No, not for I don't, you. I'm not sure. How, how good is Midland, Colonel? <laughs> It's better than dead to me. <laughs> is w- it? <laughs> is it really? Most days. I would like to introduce the most dangerous man in podcasting today, a man who mm-hmm. is uh, uh, known as an oasis, Brandy, in the desert of despair. Oh, he's not. He's been called the Marlon Brando of podcasting. By you. <laughs> the very honorable, the I reverend. St- I've still been called it. <laughs> the reverend <laughs> Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters, the third affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Couldn't be better, Timmy. No, I'm Couldn't glad, be better. I'm glad to hear you. Excited about this story? Timmy, I, you know, I love me a good exorcism, but I hate a puppy-killing motherfucker. Why I, you got to kill a puppy? I know. You're not I mean, what on. did a puppy ever do to somebody? Because, you know, serial killers, and I mean, it's... I'm not going into victims or whatever here, but... Right. You're not blipping. Again, a lot of people got the shit coming. Okay. Puppies rarely got. Didn't you have to do a? uh, Didn't you get suspended for saying that last time? But I gave a list of people who had it coming. Uh, This time I'm just saying in general. You some bitches know who you are. You got it coming. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) but puppies, they hardly ever have it coming. All right. Well, let's talk about the possession of Michael Taylor Brandy. Okay. This is the story of Michael Taylor, a seemingly ordinary. No shit. (laughs) A seemingly ordinary peaceful man, Brandy. 
mm. who in 1974 brutally murdered his wife and their pet poodle using his bare hands. In fairness, poodles are a yappy dog. <laughs> yeah, but they still ain't got it coming. Uh, this case received international attention. As it was claimed, he killed his spouse because he was possessed by more than 40 demons at the time of the murders. Think about God that, Brandy. That's a lot of demons, demons man. There's more kidding. demons than you got, devil. You don't know that. You don't know me. Michael Taylor was seemingly an average working-class man living with his family in West Yorkshire, England. We should do our British accents for this. Nope. Nope. All right. <clears throat> got voted down. Sorry, guys. Michael was a butcher, Brandy. Was he a baker? He owned a, a small stick maker. He owned a small flat. Oh. That's an apartment. It's what they call apartments in England. Right. <laughs> he was married uh, to his uh, childhood sweetheart, Christine, and was the proud father of five children. You think Jeez. about that, Brandy? It's a lot of fucking kids. Jesus, pull out once in a while. <laughs> Find a new hobby. Yeah. Michael, like most people in his small town, lived uh, what would be described as an ordinary and somewhat boring life, Brandy. Yeah. Much like the colonel. Mm-hmm. That all changed, uh, oh, all soon would change, uh, uh, when Michael turned 31 years old. Um, the 30s are a bitch. He w- uh, Michael was born in West Yorkshire on May 2nd, 1944. So he was born on May 2nd. That's near our birthday, Brandy. It is. 1944 that's near your birthday near your birthday his parents were ordinary people who worked uh, are you getting the sense of this i'm trying to paint a picture here this was an your average joe it's average guy yeah his parents were ordinary people who worked hard to put food on the table for his three brothers and two sisters he was an average michael was an average student and generally well behaved colonel this motherfucker stand out in anything except for having 40 <laughs> demons in him we well, got a bunch of kids he got good marks in school uh, and was never in any serious trouble. Soon after graduating, he married his high school sweetheart, Christine Hartwell. The couple settled in the small town of Osset, uh, not far from Christine's family. All right, so, so far, so good, right? Sure. Seems headed in a boring direction, yeah. Michael worked in a number of different jobs, including that of a mechanic, truck driver, and, as I mentioned, a butcher. Uh, Michael and Christine settled down in Osset, uh, Yorkshire, and started a family. Before long, they would have five children. Osset is an unremarkable place in many ways, a small working-class community with a population of 21,000. So a boring guy in a boring place. Yeah. All right. The town had several factories. Well, shit, no wonder you got so many kids. The only thing they got to do is bang there. Uh, they had several factories that uh, experienced high rates of unemployment. It was here that uh, Michael worked as a butcher. In the early 1970s, he started experiencing terrible back pain that he attributed to a work injury, Colonel. Workers' comp. Yeah, he went for that. He started missing work due to his injury, uh, but he was eventually let go, Brandy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure the three of us will be eventually, eventually let go. Yeah. yeah. Mm. With uh, few, very few options, Michael and his family went on relief. They went on the dole, Colonel. Ran on the, ran on, went on the lamb, Timmy? No, no on the dole. Dumbass, the dole. On uh, public assistance. I don't get that. Relief. That's what public it's called, relief. welfare. Yeah, the Colonel always been self-sufficient. Yeah. He, uh, uh, Michael often looked uh, for work, but his now constant back pain prevented him from doing manual labor. 
Uh, he got should have got the Percocet, Brandy. Well, I'm you can, do, uh, you can do a lot of stuff with Percocet. Yes, you, you normally can. can't do. Yes, yes, you can. Michael had only a high school education, so his em- employment opportunities were somewhat limited. Uh, Christine worked part time in a textile factory to help the family make ends meet. Michael felt ashamed that his wife was working to support the family, and he was unable to do so. So he's he's got some depression going on here. Their family was considered mostly uh, cheerful and happy by their neighbors. but Except for the jags of crying <laughs> they could hear. Michael descri- was described as a generally kind, mild manner, and loving father and husband, although he was sometimes prone to minor bouts of depression due to his back injury. And, and his un- ordinariness. Un- and being unable to work. Back injury left him with chronic pain and uh, inability to find long-term employment. Otherwise, there was no indication that anything was amiss, Brandy, or unusual in the Taylor household. And neighbors would later report that the sound of laughter and joy emanated from the home quite often. Sounds like your house, Brandy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sounds something like that. This all changed, Colonel, in late 1973. The couple began to fight, Colonel, and Michael, he began to drink. happens, Timmy. He began to drink. He started spending more and more time at the local pub, Colonel. Yeah, well, that's what you do. <laughs> Is that what you do? Mm-hmm. I go down to the pub all the time. Christine was You can't the, even spell pub. <laughs> I go down to the local pub, Timmy. There you go. Time. Christine was very religious, and she begged Michael to give up the bottle, Colonel, and attend the church with her and the three kids, or five kids. What do you think about that, Colonel? Oh, fuck, I got five kids running around the house. I'm going to be drunk all the time. She's lucky he ain't on fentanyl or some shit. <laughs> uh, Michael finally agreed to join the church, Brandy, and soon became one of their most devout members. He spent hours each day studying the Bible and made sure never to miss a service. Your thoughts on that, Brandy? Good for him. In late 1974, autumn was fading in Osset. Now, that was the year I was born, smartass. Uh, well, that's why the, uh, yeah, and it was a bitter chill in the air, mm-hmm. Colonel. <laughs> I wonder where that came from. <laughs> Whatever. And it was May 10th. <laughs> it was, no, it was in the autumn. The ordinary Osset folks had no idea that soon the eyes of the world would, be fa- would fall on their small community. Something sinister and truly evil was brewing in the bosom of their hometown, Brandy. Bosom. Hmm. By the time the first week of uh, October was over, a most heinous, heinous, what? Heinous. Heinous. heinous ain't like anus. Heinous. <laughs> and sickening crime would have been committed, Brandy. A crime that would begin with the possession of Michael Taylor. That now, was I'm going to tell you dun, something. Dun. This is how this happens to me. Mm-hmm. Now, I, only, I only got, you know, I don't have five kids. I got less than that. But this guy, what's he doing to me? He's an average guy, mm-hmm. you know, kind of plain, regular guy. Mm-hmm. And he got a bunch of kids running around the house now. Yeah. Right? Right. <clears throat> and he's going to church. Right. But let me tell you about kids, Timmy. All right. Those motherfuckers will not let you be Christian. They don't. They do no, not. They make you, you lose try, Jesus, don't they? They do. You try, to, you try to be a good man. You do. They will not let you be a goddamn Christian. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. shame. You know, it's, tell it, me. Tell oh, me yeah. more. Oh, yeah. No, it's I've so, tried, Timmy. It's I've so tried, we, I tried. I feel so uncomfortable when you guys agree on something. It was not until my kids left my house that I could find Jesus again, Timmy. 
And now I lost him. <clears throat> preach. He abandoned me, Timmy. Mm-hmm. Preach he it. He abandoned me. He brought me th- he brought me three dumbass children to my house. <laughs> and <laughs> as hard as I would look for Jesus, Timmy. Don't you have four children? Huh? Don't you yeah, but four? only had three living with me at that time. Oh, I thought maybe one of the three were dumbasses. Oh, no, they're all four dumbasses, <laughs> but three of them live with me. Okay. But I would go to church every Sunday, Timmy, and I would pray, and I would pray, and I would pray. pray. Just let like me be. MC Hammer. <laughs> no. But you couldn't be a Christian in my house, Timmy. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. Because you know what happened? What? You get in there for that box of chocolate fudge Pop-Tarts, Timmy, uh-huh. and you grab that box out, and that motherfucker be empty every time. <laughs> it's <laughs> like me coming into work. <laughs> yeah. You feel his pain. Motherfuckers. Yeah. You get you you grab your two liter uh, Coke Zero, Timmy, uh-huh. and start to pour you and find out the some bitch didn't put the cap back on tight and it's all it's flatter than Panther. Uh, piss, nothing Timmy. worse than flat. Uh, yeah. Um, so I'm soda. just telling you that's why this all happened. Preach, I, brother. I could see it coming. Brandy at 9:45 a.m. on October 6, 1974, West Yorkshire Police received a phone call. A man had been seen wandering around naked in the streets of Osset. So it was like, what What day was it? Like, just a Tuesday? <laughs> I'm sure the other week. And, it was re- and he reportedly was covered with red paint. Yeah, that shit happens. Mm-hmm. He was he- heard mumbling in what sounded to be a foreign language. Oh. Uncertain as to whether or not to, that this was a hoax, Officer Ian Walker was sent out to investigate. Send the new guy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some uh, naked guy walking around with red paint. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to go ahead and get that. <laughs> <laughs> Take a look at that. See what's going on. Um, so Ian Walker, Officer Walker, was sent out to investigate, making his way along the cold, deserted streets that Sunday morning. It was a Sunday, Brandy. In the ghetto, the constable could have had little idea what the day would hold. Arriving at the scene, the officer discovered a naked man curled in a fetal position, shivering and covered not with red paint, Brandy, but blood. And his name was Chuck. You know how many times this happened? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Damn it. As the officer approached uh, the man, the man began to scream. And he screamed, I quote, it is the blood of Satan. It is the blood of Satan, unquote. The man's voice was very deep. And he, as he glazed at the officer, he had saliva. As he glazed at him? Yeah, g- gazed at him. The uh, saliva began drooling from his mouth. He glazed all over that officer. As the officer got closer, he could see the man's uh, retinas were bright red and seemed to be glowing, Brandy. That's creepy. Yeah, it's a Tuesday. The man was also <coughs> in, emitting a very distinct foul odor, Colonel, that smelled like uh, spoiled eggs. He tooted. He had had the sofa farts, Timmy. (laughs) Nothing worse than the sofa farts. And usually only dogs get them. Clearly. When they do, do, you can hotbox somebody real quick. (laughs) You can. You can. And what's worse is when a dog does it and then leaves the room, you don't even know the dog's been there. And then people eye you suspiciously. (laughs) (laughs) It ain't. It ain't cool. It's a bad scene, My man. My dog does that all the time. You can't give him those rawhide shoes. Clearly in a state of great distress, the man was making little or no sense, Brandy. Well. Much like um, this podcast. <laughs> yeah. In well, great this podcast distress. for demons, too. 
Fortunately, by this time, a witness has arrived who identified the naked man as Michael Taylor. Suspecting that foul play has taken place, Branding. Yeah, that, well, this officer's clearly on his shit. <laughs> Officer Ian Walker immediately radi- radioed for officers to be dispatched to Taylor's home to check his wife and children. Now, this is in England, right? Yes. So they don't have, at that time, they weren't carrying the guns. I wonder, did they even have handcuffs? I don't know. Because being a Bobby seems like it'd be a kind of a shit job. You got a stick and you're supposed to keep lawing. And you got those funny hats. Yeah. You got to worry about your hat coming off. But all you can do is you know, beating people with a stick. Now, that's fun. But, I mean, we got a serious criminal robbing a bank. That's some shit going on there. What greeted the police at Michael Taylor's home was a scene of appalling depravity, Brandy. Mrs. Christine Taylor, the wife of Michael, and her small poodle laid dead. What was the poodle's name? Yappy? (laughs) I don't know. Continue, Brandy. Tell us what happens next in this travesty. Well, all right. So both of them had been murdered in the most shocking and gruesome way. Whoever had committed the crime, who could it be? Who could it be now? Who uh, was clearly deranged and evil. Did men at work ever actually work? No. Yeah. Miss Walker had one a guy s- lost an eye in an industrial accident. Yeah, that guy was. That guy was. It was all frog eyed. It wandered everywhere. Mm-hmm. I, it was a glass eye. Uh, Miss Walker had asphyxiated on her old on her own blood, but before she died. Her attacker had ripped, her, ripped off her face with his bare hands and pulled out her tongue and gouged out her eyes. One. See, I bet she ate the last Pop-Tart and left the empty box in there. <sighs> you know, there's only... That's pretty still, there's, And I'm going to tell you this, ladies, just for you. This is a public... The more you know to me. Public service announcement. Men have a quota of paint swatches they can look at. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And uh, especially if you if you have trouble distinguishing colors, but once you've looked at 347 shades of blue, yes, with a bunch of funky names like you know Pacific Blue and you know g- give me some paint names. You've you've done this before, Devil, but um, you know Powder Baby Blue and and you're looking at all these paints. Blue swatches. balls, blue yeah, blue balls, blue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you're looking at all these things, and it's like, well, do you think I should go with the baby powder blue or the powder puff blue? Or eventually you rip somebody's face off and kill the dog. To me. I see. All right, Brandy, continue now. Is I'm it? not victim blaming. That was a wonderful fucking story. <laughs> well, you do that shit to us all the time. What happens next, Brandy? All right, let's see here. All right, one of her eyeballs was found on the ground while another was clinging to its socket. Uh, Miss Walker looked as though she'd been attacked by a crazed animal. Yeah, it does sound like a gross scene. Uh, Her face had been torn off and that had left her skull exposed. Miss Walker was covered with blood and there was another large pool of blood on the ground. Her little dog lay close by. The poodle had been strangled. His legs were torn out of their socket, and his eyes and tongue were also removed. The dog also had human teeth marks around its neck, and it appeared the killer had been gnawing on the dog's flesh. Ugh. Yeah. Not, a, not your average day in Osset. I don't think so. Uh, fortunately, the children were not at home at the time of the attack and were unharmed. 
So this poor lady gets 10 minutes alone by herself when the kids aren't around, and this fucker ruins it for her. Rips out her eyes. That's some bullshit. Investigating. The the pluck it out. Okay. I never heard that before. Investigating officers. Well, read the Bible once in a while, motherfucker. You learn something. He's got a point. If thine eye offends thee, pluck it out. I said he's got a point. Uh, Investigating officers, who again are on top of their shit. Ian Walker. Immediately realized that Michael Taylor was the crazed killer. They they connected the dots. They did. They made that connection. There was one problem, though. Taylor could not remember anything of his crime. Claiming to love his wife, he appeared to have no motive. For the time being, police... Well, they didn't know about the Pop-Tarts. Well, they did not. Uh, For the time being, police and the public would have to wait to discover why this tragedy had happened. In the meantime, Taylor was reprimanded to Broadmoor Hospital a high-security psychiatric unit, to await trial. If the murder of Christine Taylor was shocking, the story that eventually unfolded was amazing. So sensational were the events leading up to the crime that they divided the public and legal opinions, shook the Anglican Church of England to its very core. The investigation revealed that Michael Taylor was an ordinary man, I think we've established that, (laughs) of 31 when this murder was committed. He was married to Christine They have five kids and an ordinary life. Again, established. At a time of high unemployment in Northern England, he wasn't helped by long-standing back injury and spent periods of time looking for work. This was far from unusual in an area where the main industries of coal and cotton weaving were on the decline. When Michael began to feel depressed and unsettled in the months preceding the murders, a friend, Barbara Wardman, invited him to attend a prayer group at the Christian Fellowship Church. Are you part of a prayer group, Kirk? I lead a prayer group, Tim. Eventually, Michael, who was not religious, agreed to go. The prayer group was led by a young 22-year-old woman named Mary Robinson. At some point during the evening, she began to shake and tremble, a sign that the Holy Spirit was within her. Think about that, Colonel. At these times, Mary believed oh, that she was able to offer healing to the suffering. Shake and tremble All right, so she, can, uh, faith, she does faith healing. Sure. Okay. But only when she's possessed. Right. Knowing that Michael had an injured back and was suffering from depression, she believed that God wanted her to heal him. Sure he does. With, a number, with another member of the church, Mavis Smith. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. When another member of the church, Mavis Smith, began to weep uncontrollably, Mary was torn who to help first. Eventually, she knelt before Mavis and began to speak in tongues in order to exercise the woman. She, hold on. She knelt and was doing what would a tongue She's She trying to heal her. She's speaking in tongues. See what happens here. She lets the demons in. She's opened the souls up, Colonel. Oh, okay. She's opened the, up the door to the demons. Yes. To the like, as- the like the one woman we did, the Lamar woman. She yeah. was just opening up her legs to the demons. I continue, Brandy. Perfect. Barbara Lamar. To the astonishment of the congregation, Michael Taylor joined with Mary, also speaking in tongues and praying fervently. Okay, so he just jumped in. Michael also began speaking in several other languages, such as German, Polish, and Chinese. No one who knew Michael, including his wife, had ever heard him speak anything but English First of prior all, to the event. I want to know how many motherfuckers in Osset, England, knew Chinese. He was just spurting <laughs> he out didn't. like, like no, Ho Chi Minh. No, no, no. I think Ho Chi Minh's Vietnamese, spoken. you ignorant bastard. I'm just saying how in the fuck they know he was in. 
the what they got translators in there. They got all of a sudden they got some some bitches speak seven languages in the church and they're like, oh, he's going to the German. He's well, going to the fucking the point Farsi is that now. These demons were speaking through him. He wasn't speaking. He was just making up words. They didn't know what it, he was using the German accent. Like nine, nine, nine. I, don't look at me. I mean, turn him off. But I'm just saying, how in the fuck are you gonna say he's speaking five different languages? And was there witnesses that knew the languages? What did he say in those it languages? It doesn't say. Yeah, of course it doesn't. You know why it doesn't? Because he was just making up words and funny accents. Over the next, few I don't weeks, even think Chinese people are speaking Chinese half the time. I think they're just making some shit up. Continue, Brandon. And then you get them on the news. We're and sorry like, to all our Chinese listeners. Continue, Brandon. No, I mean they just fuck with us. Over the mm. next few weeks, Michael Taylor became obsessed with Mary Robinson, must, much to the dismay of his wife, Christine. Yeah, well, that would, would make you dismay, Brandy. On the 1st of October, just a few days before the murder, Taylor and Robinson set up all night making the sign of the cross over each other. I bet they did. <laughs> yeah, that get a little boring after a while. Yeah. But well, after about 20 minutes. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if I could do that all night. You can do it for a while, but... <laughs> Eventually, you want to check out... CNN or something. Well, the reason for this bizarre behavior was their concern that the full moon would adversely affect Mary, like oh, a yeah. fucking oh. werewolf. Well, <laughs> it happens. You, you <laughs> scoffed at it, but it happens. I want to see this motherfucker jump up in the middle of the church and do like like the fucking Gettysburg Address or something. Yeah. Because you can fake German, but you can't fake the Gettysburg Address. Continue, Brandy. <sighs> On top of this, Michael's attitude at home began to change as well. He was more irritable and argumentative, sullen towards his family, with whom he was spending less and less time. Motherfucker better get in here and take care of these damn kids. Because he's spending time with uh, Mary. Yeah. This was totally unlike the easygoing, peaceful way Michael had once been. And it was assumed that the church member was somehow exerting (laughs) a negative influence on him. Nyet! 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 Nine! Nine! Stop See... I just got possessed and spoke three different languages. That's very good, Colonel. All of a sudden, you see, I, I'm calling shenanigans on this shit. He's calling bullshit, Brandy, but continue. Yeah, I understood what he said. I just want to make sure shenanigans. It got to the point where Michael's increasingly bizarre beliefs, uncharacteristic, erratic Quit behavior. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm possessed and speaking Latin. I don't even know Latin. His shitty attitude and infatuation with Mary Robinson became quite obvious <laughs> to those to around you, him. Mrs. Robinson. Most notably, his now, wife. Now, you know, Mrs. Robinson, here's the thing. Jesus loved her more than she could know. Yes. Whoa, whoa, said. whoa. Cuckoo, could you set the fuck up? <laughs> now you're not on the same page. Yeah, you see? Now you lost your Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, not that, only do my kids make me lose Jesus, my her, work children make me lose Jesus. That's her in the Jesus. spotlight, Timmy, losing her religion. Yes, mm-hmm. I am. Uh, as Michael's behavior became more uncharacteristic and, distur- and disturbing, Christine reached a breaking point. Uh, she's at the breaking point. Mm-hmm. If it, eventually, she publicly confronted her husband in front of the congregation oh, hell of no. the Christian she Fellowship didn't. Church. No, she you know didn't. what? Showing your ass in front of the church, that seems like something that well, you should not do. You know, if your uh, husband is banging the... Accused uh, him of having an affair with Mary. What? Get out. 
That's fucked up. It was at this point where his behavior would take a turn for the worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, he's off Chinese now. He's, got some, <laughs> <laughs> he's on something else. Did they have one Chinese motherfucker in that church? That's he probably did, but then he left. Re- Michael is reported to have felt an evil influence cast a shadow over him. I feel that every day I come to work. And then, compelled by this too. force, turned his inexplicable sudden fury on Mary Robinson, lashing out at her verbally, speaking in tongues, and then tried to physically attack her. See, I, claiming anytime people speak in tongues, I, I back up. Well, no, I, I just say, what are you saying? Explain that to me. Because once they start with that rolling on the floor shit, and, yeah. you know, the... What the fuck are you saying? What what the fuck? You need my fair. While they're wait a minute, while they're rolling around, do you tap them and go, "Excuse me, I'm sorry." What? I just put my foot on top of them and say, "Settle the fuck down here." Now, what what you got to say? Because clearly, what you're saying seems important to you at the time, but I do not understand what you're trying to communicate to me. So, could you speak in a in a more Americanized version? Nice. And stop rolling. And stop rolling. (laughs) Uh, let's see. Yeah, unless they're holy rollers, Timmy. Then it's committed. Yes. Then they roll, roll, and writhe, and writhe, and roll, and roll, and writhe. Brandy, and writhe. can uh, please continue with the script? Could please, I? Yes. Please continue, Brandy. Uh, so he attacks Mary, claiming she has de- she had had demons invade his soul. At this point, uh, several other churchgoers had to restrain him before he seriously hurt someone. Okay. Members of the congregation intervened to drag Taylor away, leaving the young Mary Robinson trembling and fearing for her life. Despite this display of uncontrolled rage, Michael returned to the church the next day and received absolution and forgiveness. That's a great thing about church. But this was not the end of the matter. Michael would claim later to have no memory of the incident. Despite this frightening, violent outburst, the following day, Michael received full forgiveness from Mary Robinson and a church absolution for what had happened. However... No one really ever would forget what had happened, and a close eye was kept on Michael in the wake mm. of this episode. Well, I can understand that. So they was giving him the stink eye. Yep. <laughs> so these these Christian people was talking about forgive and forget, but they wasn't really forgetting, was they? Do 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 any of us really? Let's now uh, hear what happens next, as the Colonel will tell us. Well, Timmy. Mm-hmm. It became pretty apparent that this. Are you scared, Brandy? Is this topic a little creepy to you? No, I'm this good. is this this could be on one of your shows, Devil. It could. Yes. Uh, what's the name of your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> on Envisions. On Envisions. On Envisions. Kind of a dick move there. That was a dick move. I just forgot. Yeah. <laughs> what's the name of your little podcast over right. there? Right. Um, so anyway, it became apparent that his deteriorating out-of-character behavior showed no shi- no signs of abating. Oh, I like that. I, I threw that one in oh, there. I like me. that. I kind of, yeah. yeah. I like that. You like that? Bro? That his sanity Amazing. was peeling away, and in fact, he got worse as time went on, Timmy. He deteriorated, Brandy. He alerted several local ministers to the realization that he might be under the influence of demonic forces. Now, some felt that the only explanation for this once mild-mannered man's action was that he was now possessed. It makes sense, Brandy. Mm-hmm. The church's elders were particularly concerned, so concerned, in fact, that they called for the exorcism of Michael Taylor's soul. Brandy. You know what? Yes. I officially declare 
for exorcism of your soul, devil. We should do a live podcast. We should do a live exorcism. A a live exorcism podcast. I want to see the demons leave your body. You know, you might be a pleasant person under all that. You could uh, be. Yeah. Fuck both of you. Yeah, see, uh, there's a lot of exercising to do there. We're going to be in pretty good shape with all that exercising. The two of you neither have the time nor are you qualified. He's a reverend. I am a reverend. I don't. He is a man Come of over here. Let me lay your, my hands on you, First devil. First of all, you lay your hand let me on me. Let me hands draw on you. back Come a on. stub. <laughs> so anyway, the church's elders were concerned, so they called for exorcism. Mm-hmm. Now, the exorcism was, the obvious thing it to was do. pretty hastily organized. Well, um, you know. Basically, you can't they just had, whip that shit together. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. just threw it together. They had two ministers, an Anglican priest and Reverend Smith. He was a an Methodist. An old priest and a young priest. And the Methodists aren't really, the, I'm a Methodist myself, and uh-huh. we're not really known for our exorcism skills, okay. Timmy. And primarily no because Methodists don't become possessed. Mm-hmm. We're just a decent, hard-working, salt-of-the-earth people. But they were asked to perform this ritual. And on midnight, Saturday, the 5th of October, 1974, St. James Church, Yorkshire, the exorcism began, Timmy. Okay. For the next seven hours, Taylor was put through unimaginable horrors. As soon as exorcism began, he began to spit, scream, bite, scratch, Fought. He even soiled himself, Timmy. Brandy, do you see how he brings those words to life? That's how you should read your script. Yeah, put a little heart into it, devil. The people, people, we got Patreon sponsors looking for. So anyway, um, let me let this me guy got the doo-doo running down his I'm legs. I'm the one who got railed on on the page. Hmm? <laughs> yeah, you did kind of get a bad review, Colonel. I did get a bad, you know, and 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 I it's, they, they called you obnoxious. I, I can't they, even imagine. Hey, you know what I get? What I don't get about this is the way they said. Well, I listened to several episodes, and then I came across one that that obnoxious guy was on vacation. Well, I wasn't so obnoxious that you listened to 39 episodes before that, you dumb motherfucker. What do you think? And then all of a sudden you got lucky because I wasn't here one day and it made your day? She liked me and Brandy. Yes, she (laughs) She did. did. That that shows that, um, well, you know, there's a lot of people that don't really don't appreciate the colonel but you know what timmy well you know what i do have what i have a bunch of really the cbg squad i have a bunch of really you evil do. women at my disposal you do you have very devoted followers i do and, and you have a son of colonels you got jason yeah that's all i need really i don't yeah. need anything first of all let's that. establish if i flashed a titty at jason he would come right over to my team so let's not 
Now, see, you underestimate Jason's loyalty. Uh, no, I don't. I think you might have shown both. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now they got this guy. He's spitting, farting. He may have spontaneously ejaculated. <laughs> Probably. And, uh, <laughs> Ew, uh, mm-hmm. Oh, you preach, you oh, bitch. Oh, yeah, so anyway. spontaneous ejaculation brain is a problem because you start sticking to your underwear. <laughs> you do. You do. Now, he's already soiled himself. Um, he started to crouch and hop around like a frog, and he was cussing and spitting a large amount of green phlegm. I'm not. Maybe I'm he not, just had a cold. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure about you, Brandy, but I'd love to see that on video. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. I, it's too bad they didn't have YouTube then. Now, as the process continued, so this is erratic behavior. He went into uncontrollable convulsions and fits and bouts of scratch and spitting and biting, which required that he be forcefully tied to the floor. How the fuck you going to tie a motherfucker to the floor in church? Well, maybe they thought ahead enough to put something down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they hastily threw together the exorcism, but, you know, you need rope when you got it. You do need some rope, Well, doesn't that come with the kit? Well, I think (laughs) they uh, just pulled off those little things they wear, you know, they drape them around, Uh whatever they're called, the ropes. Those are called curtain tiebacks. Yeah, curtain tiebacks. Mm -hmm. So anyway, over the next hour, he was subjected to having crucifixes shoved in his mouth, anus, Doused with holy water. He added the anus part. I did add the anus part, but you know they did it. You know once that motherfucker bit him, somebody rammed a uh, crucifix up his ass. I'd have done it. And being forced to confess his sins, all the while growling and snapping at anyone. The motherfucker turned into a werewolf. Mm -hmm. At anyone who came near him. (laughs) Despite this, he continued to have convulsions while he was doused in holy water. And crucifixes placed upon his body crucifixes be crucified <laughs> over <laughs> 40 demons 40 motherfucking demons was identified I, how did, and he did they not have driver's license yeah. <laughs> hi my name is <laughs> yeah but you know what and well, i they, read about this part so wait a minute they're looking, stupid like they're dumb names yeah well <laughs> they he, they looked at his tax returns and they could have figured out who he claimed on his what demons he claimed for that year but uh Anyway, so, so Sybil is strapped to the floor, and they yeah. figure out that he's got forty person or forty demons in there. Well, you know, one of them's named what, like Tree, and Ooh, now, now they're 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 like uh, they they named him uh, like bad. He'll tell you, but I don't understand why they didn't give him, you know. And Malachi, yeah, and yeah, Ezekiel. Yeah. Let me yeah, see. Yeah. Let me like tell you some of the some of the demons Damien. he had. Yes, these are stupid names. See if any of these. These might... more are more like uh, deadly sins than. Yeah, yeah. See these if people any are of these demons might ring a bell for somebody at this table here. Yeah, right. Timmy, pay now, attention. The be- the incest. Okay, incest. they named that one. Bestiality. Bestiality. Okay, bestiality. Now. We're getting into uh, some some familiar territory here. Okay, um, are we? Because what Timmy, me, and you have to become familiar with these demons every day. Yes, we deal with these demons every day. These every demons are day. our life, sixty hours a week, Timmy. Yes. as we're here at the workplace. Yes, and there's a demon called heresy. Tim- heresy, Timmy. Yes, heresy. Heresy, heresy, and Brandy. Heresy is living right behind so your like spleen, Hennessy devil. Or Morrissey. You got the heresy right behind your spleen. Right by my spleen. And on top of the on top of the Levitant Devil. 
You got lewdness living there. Lewdness. Mm-hmm. L-E-D. No. I-N-E-S-S. <laughs> and you know what else you got, devil? Lewdness. Right down lewdness. in those tingly parts I I, of yours. I think I misspelled that. You did. <laughs> right down in those tingly parts, you got carnal knowledge. Carnal knowledge. Carnal knowledge, devil. Blasphemy. You blasphemer, you. You know you got it. You blast me a lot. Oh, she blasphemies all the time, Timmy. I like the carnal knowledge one, though. I've got a blasphemer in my leg. Now, according to the priest... I also that, have carnival knowledge. I know where I have to <laughs> yeah. those little, knock those little balls, milk bottles over mm. with the ball. Oh, that's I, not what he's I talking about? I know to stay away from the midgets. Now, according to the priest, they had to be dragged kicking and screaming from his body. How are you going to grab a hold of a good demon? Now, the exorcism lasted until 6 a.m. By daybreak, everybody was exhausted. Well, but it had been partially successful, Timmy. Okay. They said that although 37 demons remained, Timmy, three of the evil spirits was, or 37 had been pulled out of his body. Yeah, 37. But three remained, Timmy. Okay. He was not rid of all these demons. Despite the failure, the decision was made to allow him to go home and the exorcism will be completed the following night. And before this he most left dumbass <laughs> bullshit I have ever motherfucking uh, we're gonna heard. We're going to call it a night. <laughs> yeah, you go ahead, go on home. <laughs> oh. Now, spit it out, Jethro. We become familiar with here, Timmy. Mm -hmm. Before he left the church, the exorcist warned that the three demons is still stubbornly occupied Brandy's body and mm -hmm. Michael's body and soul, insanity, anger, and murder. Murder. Yeah, but you go on home <laughs> with your wife yeah. and kids. Now, within two hours, he. Arrived home and slaughtered his wife and dog. You get the murder one out first. You know, Somebody yeah, you heresy, you put, you yeah. let that one stay. Look, yeah, well, the Somebody dog, made a bad call. The dog couldn't decide if he wanted the bestiality or the murder one taken out first. He, <laughs> you got to prioritize what we're saying. <laughs> you do. Because he was, the dog was just grateful they didn't leave the bestiality in before the murder. But yes. Um, I shouldn't have said that about that the dog. That dog got chewed on. Why don't you yeah. leave him alone? Well, they get banged. You don't know that? that? No, because bestiality demon was taken out of him. Yeah, but you never know if one of those others can make him do some shit. In 1975, the trial of Michael Kit Taylor began with the warning that the details of the case would take the jury back to the Middle Ages, Timmy. Middle Ages, Brandy. Middle Ages. <laughs> like me, Middle Ages. Sensationally reported in national papers, evidence would divide public opinion. <laughs> I know. And turn against the church. Taylor's defense rested greatly on discrediting both the prayer group and the priest who attempted the exorcism. In defending his client, Mr. Ognall QC stated, "What? Is I don't name? know what that. That's the most fucked up name I've ever heard. <laughs> Let those who are truly responsible Ognol? for this killing eggnog, Mr. Eggnog <laughs> QC. That's better. Let those who are truly responsible for this killing stand up. We submit that Mr. Taylor is a mere cipher." The real guilt lies elsewhere, and religion is the key. So he's blaming the church, uh, Colonel. Your thoughts on that? Um, well, it depends on what church you're in. Some churches have killed people before. So anyway, um, but not not my church, not of the Church not. of the Latter Day Colonel. We Never. just uh, we, we do some some. You make love, not war. We do make a lot of love in the church. We do make a lot of love. We like to think of ourselves as lovers, not killers. So at his trial, he was acquitted on the grounds of batshit craziness. <laughs> it's also, Christine, also the official that, legal also term. Also known as insanity. 
Yeah. Uh, Christine Taylor's death was recorded as misadventure rather than Oops. murder. She it fell was, and got her face ripped off. Yeah. It's a misadventure. He was sent to Broadmoor Hospital had for a few two of years. Then spent another two years in a secure ward in another hospital before being released. Four years. The bizarre nature of the case attracted a lot of publicity. He was detained on a secure psychiatric ward for the next four years, and then he was then judged to be sane, to be released back into society. How in the hell? Okay, first of all, tell me this, because you probably got more experience in this. How did you get judged sane to be put back in society, devil? I mean, is this something? That, what's the process for that? I've never been caught. Oh, okay. So there we go. Um, now, which should Taylor make, was detained. Which should make okay, you worry. since his release, he has been he has attempted at least suicide suicide at least four times. Now, this kind of fuck up y'all. He attempted suicide four four times. Mm-hmm. How you how you trying to kill yourself, that motherfucker? Were you poking yourself with a needle till you bleed to death? Trying to pull his own face off. Yeah. He, That's hard to do, Brandy. Now, in July I've 2005, heard. he re-entered the news after being found guilty of indecently touching a teenage girl. because they didn't get that last demon out of him. Oh, that's gross. A week into his prison sentence for the crime, he began exhibiting the sort of strange behavior that had preceded his, wife, preceded his wife's murder. When brought back before the court, they once again ordered him into the nut house. The Sounds possession like of Michael movie. Taylor continues to divide public opinion. What role did the Christian Fellowship Prayer Group play in the death of Christine Taylor? People want to know. Did this group, led by the charismatic Mary Robinson, Kukukachu, mm-hmm. tip a depressed and vulnerable man over the edge of sanity? Yeah, your thoughts on that, Brandy? I think it was the five kids that did it. As for the priests who carried out the exorcism of Michael Taylor, if they truly believed that he was possessed by Adamic entities, should they have allowed him to walk out of the church on that fateful Sunday no. morning? Brandy says no. No, that's a, fucking stupid. A witness to the exorcism, Margaret Smith, had begged the priest not allow him to leave the church until the job was complete, but a please fell on deaf ears. You'd think that would kind of go without saying. Well, you'd think that would be part of the standard well, protocol. That, that might be the problem. It's part of standard exorcism protocol. If the priests are deaf, that might be the problem. Well, yeah. that might be. You're right. Now, others would argue that his subsequent suicide attempts are the sign of a deeply troubled foal. Thank soul. You. Um, but anyway, he was. Uh, some argue that. He, the fact that he left the psychiatric unit four years after the murders, the same man indicates that he was never possessed by demonic forces. But see, those demonic forces can lay dormant in you for a long time. Oh, really? Time. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, look at the devil. She just, you know, wanders around here. Some, sometimes playing benevolent, on mm-hmm. playing on her phone. And then all of a sudden she backs shit crazy. She's throwing shit at you. She's st- poking you with a letter opener. She mm-hmm. steals your monitors. And anyway... Both sides appear to agree that Michael Taylor was driven to commit this terrible act by outside forces. Outside forces, Again, probably Randy. his kids. Whether but they're not outside forces, they're inside. Demonic possession? Inside. Or the hysterical neurosis of the ch- church, we may never know. May never Whatever know. the truth of the matter, an innocent woman was brutally killed, a family torn apart in a small Literally. town, and a little tiny dog marred forever. By a grisly tragedy. Well, he wasn't just marred. He was a poodle. He was he's dead. Brandy, what's your final thoughts on the possession of Michael Taylor? I think that they made a huge fuck up letting him go. 
you think it was um, uh, religious malpractice? I think they made a huge fuck up letting him go. Colonel, your final thoughts on the possession of Michael Taylor? I think that uh, they should have got those last three demons, at least one of them, because I think if they would have got the one out, the other two would have been okay. Leave him tied to the floor three. and have somebody stand there and watch him. I mean, my God. Well, fuck the priests have been up. Yo. We don't know how old they are. We don't know if they have breakfast. You know, well, this I mean, happened. somebody in to watch him. You know, this how happened. hard could it be? This happened in 1974, which is right around the time that Exorcist was released. I think it's related to that. And I was born. Yes, and you were born. A coincidence, Colonel? I don't think so, too. The me. Exorcist, Rosemary Baby, all released within a year of Brandy's birth. Yeah. Your thoughts on that, Colonel? Uh, I think it's uh, not a coincidence. You think it's not a coincidence? We would like to give a shout-out to the Color Me Dead podcast. Um, they, they, gave, they were gracious enough to give us a shout-out. Nikki and Angel, thank you very much. It's a very funny true crime it podcast. It is. I listened to one of them the other night. Yeah, very funny. So check out uh, Color Me Dead. I'd also like to give a shout-out to Mike Sadler, who's on our Facebook page. Please join our Facebook group. It's called History Dweeves, the podcast. We would love to have you join. And we would now like to thank all of you who support us on Patreon. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash historydweebs, where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or... Or just a wee little bit, Timmy. And they're not doing the fee thing now. Yes, they yeah, are, they, they were. Changed it. Yes, the, they, they screwed that up. Yes, uh, Patreon was going to charge a slight fee, and then they backed off of that. So, um, please, if you if you want to support the podcast, we'd love for you to go to patreoncom dweebs. And Colonel, you're going to give a shout out I'm to all give of some our shout supporters. out. You just did Angel and Nikki from Color Me Dead. We're going to go with uh, Cheryl Weldon, mm-hmm. Christine Hollis, Stacy, Bridget Bernard, Nene, John V, Jess, Tracy Smith, Ron Montessario. Mistress Veda, Joe Clifford, Insight with Ali and Charlie. Canadian True Crime with the lovely Chris Toronto in Christy Lee. The Vanished with Marissa um, Jones. Adam McWaters, Heatherpool. <clears throat> Let's see here. James Seabright, Tommy Lane, Jason Dykes, Terry Stafford, Shelley Garrett, Bridget Clavey, Brandy McBride, Jennifer Svoda, Maggie Glover. Maggie Glover, who gets on my ass every once in a while to me. Um, Mike Sadler. Maggie Glover. She is lovely. She's lovely. Mm -hmm. She's very smart, too. Jamie Dent. Maja. Tyrone. Amber Scoville. Marsha Boris. Stacey Alisop. Jody and Sean Wells. Amber Anderson. Our wonderful friends, Ben and Rosanna, from They Walk Among Us. Lorna Violet. Michael Deo. Kelly Charette. Karen Widener. Callie. Lauren Meredith, Jessica Greeno, Mike from Ple- er, um, Pleasing Terrors, Mike Brown. Uh-huh. Mike Brown. Um, Sarah Terrors. Bloom, Amber Krupp, Joe from American History, Catherine. Now American History. The Cock Garage, Richardson, Fiona Crisp, Laura O'Reilly, Christine Bourgeois, Aaron, Kimberly Camberlin, Elise, Diane from History Goes Bump, Annette Petray, Lise. We got Lise and Elise. Jahara, mm-hmm. Alicia and Chip, Marika Smith, Marika Smith. Jeff and Dawn. Jeff, and we hope Dawn's doing well. She, we, she lost a mother not long ago. Yeah. We, we hope yeah. she is doing well. She's a, we met her in person. We had lunch with the sweetest woman you'd ever Amazing. Yeah. And, and they, smart. They have, a, they have their own podcast. I was getting to that motherfucker. You're going to leave me alone? All right. All right. So they got Backroads to History, and then Jeff reads poetry. So, But Backroads to History, um, I, I don't listen to poetry, so I can't speak to that one. But I do listen to Backroads to History, and they do some yeah, Some really, really fascinating stuff. Yes. 
um, the lovely, lovely Karen Barnes, um, who we can't thank enough. Rachel Flynn, Shirley Strap, Todd Long, Lydia Fisher, Phyllis Munson, Melissa Montoya, Cindy Lou, Kristen Malachinsky, of course, Timmy. Mm-hmm. You can't really go any further without mentioning Rudy the Wonder Dog. Rudy the Wonder Could have gone all day without mentioning yeah. Rudy the Wonder Dog. And our two ladies of the podcast. Really, these two ladies bring uh, every bring. They bring class legitimacy and class to this podcast timmy mm-hmm. without it we'd be taken off the air lady beverly lady the beverly. beautiful lady beverly very a, lovely lady better yes beverly. a brilliant daughter uh, and, and, and a, a wonderful husband lady Graham, beverly's Alexander. been under the weather as well so and and send her some dotty <clears throat> and dotty and a lovely dotty who yes. we hope timmy doesn't kill anytime soon yeah right. dotty right. keep your eyes open when you're around your boy no that's all we're saying yeah so that's all I have, Timmy. Well, I'd like to thank everybody for coming tonight. We're we're actually doing um, a podcast, so no one's here, Colonel. No, it's Saturday, so you fuckers should thank me for coming. It is Saturday. Do you have any plans for the weekend, Colonel? My son has his girlfriend in town, and they are at Washington Park right now, and I just got a message that said you better get your ass moving. We would like so. to, uh, speaking of Patreon supporters, a very special shout out to Terry uh, Stafford, who not only is a Patreon supporter, but he also uh, upped his donation. And to new Patreon supporter, Joe Clifford and Mike Sadler. So thank you guys. Thank you guys much. very much. We appreciate Brandy, that. Brandy, any final thoughts? What are you going to do this weekend? I don't know. All right. Well, that's uh, informative. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Thank we you, everyone. <laughs> we don't care. We just ask them to be polite. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Good day.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.